No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much. Welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions for you, but the words of wisdom and the solid advice come from the expert Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bower Evans CPAs. How are you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it. As always, I hope our listeners are doing well today too. Well, Brian, fourth quarter is upon us here. A lot of people are thinking about, you know, how do we plan for the next year? But really, I mean, we kind of talked about this last week. There really is nothing special that you have to do here in the fourth quarter to prevent things from going sour or make things go better in the first quarter of next year, is there? You know, nothing off the charts different that you would do. The thing we talked about last week was just do something. I mean, as I often say, people spend more time picking out shoes in their lifetime than they do on their financial plan. And I think just taking that opportunity because, well, I'll do it after the holidays. And okay, after the holidays, you get busy, you're doing stuff. And then you're getting in spring and you're outdoors fixing up your yard. And then you're on vacations in the summer. And then you're getting back to school things and work is getting busy again. Oh, it's the holidays again. You know, life goes by pretty fast. And it's just really a matter of doing something. Now, certainly you might want to review your, have you maxed out your Roth 401k contributions? And, you know, there, there certainly are some things you could do. However, pretty much any time is a good time to be planning ahead. And never a bad time to review your portfolio. And I know that here at Madrona Financial Services, I mean, that's something that you do on a regular basis for your clients so they don't have to, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hear the saying, you know, when's the best time to plant an oak tree 50 years ago? What's the second best time to do it uh, today? Yeah, right. You know, so it's kind of like <laughs> the same thing with planning. I mean, just because you haven't done it doesn't mean today isn't the second best day to do that. But yeah, that's something we, we certainly help people with. And sometimes I'm out, okay, what makes you guys different than everybody else out there? There's lots of people on the radio and lots of people on the internet. And there's uh, all these folks out there. And, and I just got back from a trip. I went and spoke for an advisor and I 
gave her seminar in Pensacola, Florida, which was kind of a nice little break, although I was in a suit. <laughs> it was 80-something degrees. Did a seminar for her best clients talking about DSTs and other tax-free investment strategies, and it was really great. And then I went to Toronto, and I'm a national coach to other owners of advisory firms. And so we had a small group of us, about 15 different firms were represented by their owners, and we shared things. I was one of the keynote speakers with my ideas about the DST primarily, but also other income tax-free strategies. And when it comes down to it, even everybody in that room, and there were some great successful advisors there, the one thing they had in common was that none of them legally can give tax advice. Right. And I'm, I'm the only one. And they were like, you have such an advantage, don't you? And I think, yeah, I kind of think I do. And and my other advisors on staff, Michelle and Bellevue there, 25-plus year CPA, Joel, 10-plus years, Christy, 10-plus years, even Bauer's license. He's, I won't say how many years he's got, but I got uh, 35 years as a CPA, and he's got more than I have. So he's got a lot of experience, too. So there's a lot of income tax blended with the investment advisory here. That is our different differentiator. There isn't anything like that in the country that I've seen so far. And I've, I've certainly been traveling around talking to lots of advisors and they're a little, a little jealous. And I say, well, don't be jealous. Just go out there and spend 25 years being a CPA and you'll come out with all, you know, most uh, everything I know too. And they kind of look at me like, are you nuts? <laughs> That's hard. Always a great advantage to have a CPA and a financial advisor working for you, and especially when they're one person, because everyone knows, you know, when you make that dollar, between making the dollar and spending it, there is a tax toll that you have to go through, and a CPA can help you maybe limit that toll just a little bit. Well, on today's program, a lot of interesting things to talk about. We're going to be talking about recession-proofing your retirement. Also, does Ken Fisher, the guy that hates annuities, does he really hate Social Security and pensions? We'll talk about that. Also, a failure to overturn the SALT deduction caps. That's another thing we'll talk about. Also, as an advisor to six-figure earners, uh, we'll talk about some of the things that Brian's clients have uh, proven. Five habits that keep them wealthy. But first, let's talk about recession-proofing your retirement portfolio. Brian, a lot of talk about recession. Really, nothing has happened. Have things changed at all? Does it look like a recession is more imminent than it ever was? Well, I think uh, there's two schools of thought on this, and nobody knows the answer. One of the schools is that, why would we have a recession? And this is kind of the camp I sit in more. Why are we going to have a recession anytime soon when corporate profits are an all-time high? And that actually is what has caused uh, recessions. Regulations are down, taxes are down, interest rates are low, the global economies have a huge new middle class, technology is off the charts, efficiencies through that, profits are all-time high. Uh, you know, I, there's not a lot saying, yeah, we have to have a recession other than we haven't had a recession. Right. So, I mean, that's really what other people, what's going to happen, it's going to happen sometime. And the people on the radio, of course, that are trying to sell annuities, it's going to happen tomorrow, you know, it's going to happen, you're going to lose 80%. Now, I heard a guy on there, actually, uh, recently, he said, well, back when the NASDAQ dropped 90%, I'm like, what? The NASDAQ never dropped 90%. I mean, th- these numbers are crazy, but it's mm-hmm. meant to instill some fear so you can buy an annuity, which may or may not be a good thing, but we'll talk about annuities later in the show. But I don't, I don't think all the ingredients are there for a recession, personally. 
But if enough people think there is, then, then we'll have one. So it's important to just acknowledge that it could happen. So whoever's right, whoever's wrong, even if I don't think we're going to have one anytime soon, and we do, I would be hopeful that we address the what if, that we could have a recession. So even though you're not predicting that a recession is imminent like a lot of other people are, because, of course, you have a variety of products that you can put people into, what are some of the things that you can do to recession-proof a portfolio? Yeah, well, one of the things that we often get caught up in, if something has worked in the past, we just kind of keep throwing more and more money into it. So let's say when the market's up, that's when people get out of everything they have and put all their money in the market, and that's probably the worst time to do it, is when everybody's doing it. One of the biggest months ever in history when the market received new money into tech stocks was March of 2000, right before they plunged. And I tell the story prior to 2008, uh, there was one year I had 203 referrals of business. And in the six months following the crash, I had three. Now, that would have been the best time in history to buy into the market. <laughs> it's when no one wanted the market. Mm-hmm. When everybody wanted the market it was the worst time. So it's kind of backwards. So we have to just say, look, I'm going to be okay not getting maximum stock market rate returns long term if I can get some other things. Let's say I can get cash flow. Let's say I can get security. Let's say I can get income tax savings. There's other things you can get from investments. It's not all about growth or potential growth without regard to how much risk you're taking. It's And, and that's what a lot of people want you to do, including the infamous Ken Fisher. I mean, he wants to put you in the market without regard to how much risk that is appropriate for you, I think. is And I think it's important to acknowledge that every investment has different attributes, uh, whether it's growth, income, security, cash flow, or income tax savings. There's five primary ones. Uh, you got to blend them because not one will do everything. So, Brian, people are worried about the recession. It may or may not happen, but still they want to be prepared for if it does happen. So what are some of the strategies that you would employ to make sure that a portfolio is not devastated in a recession, that, you know, you're not losing everything, but you're just mildly annoyed? Yeah, well, the first easy one is a fixed index annuity for accumulation purposes where they have a floor of zero. That sounds like a pretty recession-proof investment right there off the top of my head. Certainly, fixed index annuities designed for lifetime cash flow then you're not worrying about the market on those either. Then you can get into real estate. There can be different kinds of real estate that you may want to look at. Private non-traded REITs can be an interesting way to go there. But certainly with real estate, you can have recession-proof or at least resistant and pretty much risk asset type real estate. So if you're in class A apartment real estate, you're taking a lot more risk than you are with certain other kinds of REITs that may be a little bit more on the recession-proof side. Same with the stock market. You can go for dividend growth stocks uh, as opposed to tech stocks and that kind of thing. Or, you know, if you're if you want to do a bond portfolio, that's fine. You're probably not going to get a whole bunch of rate of return on that. You certainly can use life insurance as an investment class. I really do like that for the right person. If your health is decent and you're on the younger side of things, then certainly that as an asset class can help you achieve growth and cash flow and retirement, certainly income tax-free benefits. That's what they're designed for primarily, and safety in the underlying investment. So there's all kinds of different investment asset classes we would want to take a look at, see if they were right for portfolio instead of the old standard 64. 40, 40, 60 stock bond split and hope for the best. Brian, of course, with cash, I mean, generally you do not lose in a recession if you've got cash in a Folgers can in your backyard. I mean, how much should cash be an important part of your portfolio if you're trying to recession-proof it? Yeah, that's a great question because I've had a lot of people come to me and, and you might be surprised by my answer. 
They'll say, well, gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I have $300,000 just sitting in the bank or 500000 I'm so embarrassed. I should have invested that. I should be investing that. And I'm like, well, wait a second. Didn't you just tell me you sold your house and you're thinking about buying another house? Well, yeah, but I should invest that, right? And I'm like, no, you shouldn't. You should keep that liquid. If you have something coming up in the next year or two that you're going to need your cash, I would suggest you don't consider investing that money because, frankly, you're not going to get a whole lot of return on something that short term. But if you have a use for it, then liquidity is one of my five tools there. There's nothing more liquid than cash. And it's also safe. So now it's hit two of the five. So it's liquid and safe. You can't say that about investments necessarily. You're not going to get both of those, liquid and safe. A safe annuity is not liquid. A liquid stock market and bond market is not safe. So so it does have, even cash has its place in, in particular situations, uh, depending on who you are. But if it's cash that you say, well, I don't have any use for it. Oh, okay. Well, then we can definitely improve on that. You might, you know, the next step up the risk ladder is the fixed annuity, perhaps, where you know exactly what you're going to get. It's going to be a lot more than a CD generally, but it's not as liquid. And if you don't care, then that's fine. You'll certainly at least get your rate of return on it, though. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We're here for you every week. And by the way, you can also hear us as a podcast now. Simply uh, go to wherever your favorite podcasts are hosted. That would be Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Google Play, you name it, we're there. Or if you don't want to do it that way, you can simply just ask Google, hey, Google, play me, Growing Your Wealth, and it'll play for you right there. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about whether or not Ken Fisher, who hates annuities, does he really hate Social Security and pensions as well, too? We'll talk about that and more when our show continues right after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. At Madrona Financial Services, we help people finance their retirement so they can spend their time living life instead of worrying about it. The fact of the matter is, your portfolio will likely need to last about 30 years or more, and the sooner you do something about it, the better off you can be. So if you're not 100% sure that your plan is rock solid, Call us today at 844-MADRONA for a review. It's super easy. We'll ask you a bunch of questions to find out what's most important in your life and what makes you happy. Next, we'll review your current plan, and then our team will strategize on ways to make your portfolio, your tax strategy, your use of Social Security, and an estate plan better suited for you. At Madrona Financial Services, we want your retirement to be about living life, and we'll sweat the small stuff for you. Call us today for your free review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us at madronafinancial.com. The Madrona Bundle of Services has become so popular that we started bundling everything. Hi, this is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services, to tell you about the latest thing we've bundled, our books. We're proud to announce the Complete Book of Retirement, which bundles together our guides on retirement investing, annuities, passive real estate investing, and even information for the high net worth investor into one convenient and informative book. You can get your free copy today by going to madronafinancial.com. And if you're looking for even more information on investing, you can sign up for Madrona University to continue your investor education. Of course, if you need more personalized help, you can always sign up for a complimentary review. 
We'll sit down to discuss your retirement plan and explain how the Madrona Bundle of Services provides you with everything you need to plan for retirement under one roof. Get started today by calling 844-MADRONA and don't forget to download your free copy of the complete book of retirement at madronafinancial.com. You own highly appreciated real estate and have decided to sell. You may be faced with limited options that could result in a substantial tax bill. Now, there may be another option. It's called a DST, and it can offer the benefits of real estate ownership without all of the baggage. Brian Evans and his team at Madrona Financial Services are available to see if a DST could be right for you. Call 844-MADRONA to learn if you can invest in real estate without the hassles of being a landlord. You won't be responsible for the debt or management, yet you may still receive passive income. Best of all, the DST program offers a ready-made solution that may satisfy your 1031 exchange requirements, which could provide full tax deferral on the sale of your investment property. Call the team at Madrona Financial Services right now at 844-MADRONA to learn more about DSTs and if they are right for you. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now... Here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, I'm asking the question, does Ken Fisher, who hates annuities, does he also hate Social Security and pensions? I don't know about that, Brian. You know, when you really think about it, what is an annuity? We've talked about it so many times. It's just an ongoing payment of money. You give an insurance company some money, then they agree to pay you back under certain terms. But when you really think about it, I mean, Social Security and pensions, I paid into them my entire life, and then I get some payment later on in life. They're kind of like annuities. Yeah, I mean, there are different kinds of annuities. And I'm always asked, well, I don't really understand. I I, I hear these bad things about annuities. I'm like, okay, it's this one person always saying that. He spends a lot of money on advertising. And they say, well, are they bad? And what is one? And and basically, an annuity is just insurance company investment products. So you can either invest in investment products on Wall Street, you can invest them through the insurance industry, or on your own. So you know, you can buy your own rental house or whatever. And so there's a couple places you can get them. This is one of them, and those are all called annuities. Now, the different kinds of annuities we've heard the terms have talked about them on the show before. Variable annuities. I don't sell them typically because I'm held to a fiduciary standard and variable annuities I'm not a big fan of. They have really high fees. They're in the market. You can lose money in a given year. The annuities that I would look at are three. There's a fixed annuity. Pretty simple. They tell you what they're going to pay you. They're they're for accumulation. Just to have growth in your account that you know what that percentage is going to be each year. You have fixed index annuities, similar concept. They have a floor of zero though. And they have, some of them have an unlimited upside, but they'll be muted to some respect, but they're an accumulation asset too. The last annuity is a fixed index annuity designed for lifetime cash flow. And that's one I want to talk about because the similarity between annuities, there's huge similarities between income annuity, social security, and a pension. So Brian, let's classify each of these types of annuities, or at least what we're calling annuities, social security pensions and fixed index annuities. First of all, social security. Yeah, social security is what you call public type of investment. And so social security, the attributes of that are when you hit a certain age, you're going to get 
a monthly check for as long as you're alive, Mm -hmm. uh, you and your spouse. Now, one of the other attributes of it is that only 85% of it is taxable. It also has some inflation, not a whole lot lately, but maybe some inflation adjustments. Another attribute is you cannot take any money out. You, you don't have an account balance. You can't pull 100 grand out if you have an emergency. And the final one is if you die prematurely, uh, it's kind of got a mix on this. Uh, you, you know, if, if you're the higher earning spouse, your surviving spouse gets a raise uh, but loses their own because they'll, they'll take yours. But basically, there's no death benefit to your kids or anything like that per se, that, that you can leave behind if you if you pass away early. So with Social Security, I mean, the payout is somewhat the same. As you said, there is a cost of living increase, but for the 2020, I think the cost of living increase is only going to be 1.6%. So yeah, you do make a little more, but for the most part, it is sort of a static payout. Let's talk about the pensions, though. That's sort of a private thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's the private category. So we have the public category of Social Security, and the public annuity is Social Security, an annuity being a, a lifetime series of payments in this case. So those are the three uh, that we picked here. They're all lifetime cash flow. So the public lifetime cash flow is Social Security. The private lifetime cash flow is pensions. Now, pensions have almost all the same attributes of Social Security with a couple of exceptions. One exception is they're 100% taxable instead of 85% of it being taxable. Another uh, attribute is many of them are flat for life. Right. They have a certain amount for life. My dad taught high school math for 30 years. He started getting his pension. There was zero cost of living adjustments. Mm-hmm. Now, he retired at age 51 and lived till till he was 84. And so that's a lot of years to not have any inflation right. adjustment. So, you know, he had to take other jobs. I have a performance union pension, and you're right. It is a flat pension for the rest of my life. There are no cost of living adjustments there, too. That's a private pension. I mean, with some pensions, have you found that there are cost of living adjustments that go with them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a number of them. They have cost of living adjustments. Often uh, firefighters or policemen, they might have cost of living adjustments. Depends on how, how good your employer was. If it's a public entity, uh, you know, often they do. If it's private, often they don't mm-hmm. because, you know, it's, it's a lot more money to pay in to get that cost of living adjustment. And often the question comes up when it comes to pensions, Brian, is I'm being offered a pension. I'm being offered it two ways, either a lump sum or I can take a lifetime payout. Is the answer really just that cut and dry? Well, you got to look at the numbers, and there's other attributes. It, it's a tough one, though, boy, because you know people say, "Well, which should I do?" And well, that depends. Can you answer a couple questions? Be happy to. One of them is, "How long are you going to live?" Mm-hmm. And what's your quality of life going to be in your later years? And what's your rate of return going to be on investment if you do a lump sum? So it's, it's not that easy. So, but we do th- that analysis, and they might say, "Well, I don't know. Of course, you don't know." But uh, but my mom, you know, lived to be 98. My dad, 94, whatever. I think a long time. I say, "Okay, great. We know that." And so then we can start doing some math if I can start isolating some of the variables, just kind of an algebra problem. But that's, yeah, that is the public lifetime cash flow is for lucky enough to have a pension. Most people in private industry do not have those anymore. Right. So we have to plan for that. Well, I mean, those people who do have pensions are rare and they're very, very lucky. 
Let's talk about uh, another asset class here, and that's the fixed index annuity. Now, that's actually asset-based, isn't it? Yeah, so as opposed to being public annuity or private annuity, this is what you call an asset-based annuity. So let's say that you have a job uh, such as myself. Uh, There are no defined benefit pensions at at CPA and financial planning firms, and so small businesses just can't do those things for their people. And, And we all know that you really can't have a great financial life living off Social Security alone. And if you don't have a pension or never had access to one, like myself and most people listening, then you have to purchase your own lifetime cash flow to supplement the Social Security lifetime cash flow. How do you purchase that? That's through something called a fixed index annuity that uh, has cash flow for life, typically second to die if you're married. Some of the attributes of that that differ from the private and public annuities is that a fixed index annuity with cash flow for life, you wait a period of time because you put in a lump sum to get it. You wait a period of time. It could be one year. It could be three, five, ten years, whatever. And then you start pulling the money out monthly. Some of them have increases for cost of living that are tied to some market rate. Some of them do not. So understand the difference between that. They will go, uh, like I said, for life, no matter how long you live. And for your spouse's life, if you choose that option, they also have access to capital. Let's say that you have an emergency or been diagnosed with terminal cancer. You got three years to live. Well, rather than take a couple grand a month that you were getting from that, you might just say, why don't you just give me the 500 grand? I'm going to go have some fun. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you have access to the money. If you or your spouse, you know, they both die prematurely, this is the only one of the annuities that have money going to your heirs. So the money you haven't taken out and the earnings you haven't taken out go to your heirs, sometimes even with an additional extended death benefit. So some of them have accelerated long-term care coverage too. So there are there are definitely advantages to the asset-backed annuity, lifetime cash flow annuity, over the private pension lifetime cash flow annuity, and over the public social security lifetime cash flow annuity. But these are all annuities. And so I kind of, you know, tongue in cheek, does Ken Fisher hate social security and pensions? (laughs) Of course he doesn't. But he hates annuities. And to me, they're all the same thing. If I don't have a private annuity, because I didn't work at Boeing, I work at Madrona Financial. I wish I had one. I don't have one. I have to do an asset-based annuity if I want guaranteed lifetime cash flow. And who doesn't want that? So relax, Ken. I'm I'm sure you love lifetime cash flow like the rest (laughs) of us. But some of us don't have that just sitting there. I I don't have a billion dollars like you do. And and so the asset-based fixed index annuity is absolutely something you can look at if you don't have a pension or even if you do and you just want to supplement that. Well, as Brian said, there are different types of annuities and annuities may or may not be a good answer for you in your portfolio, but the only way to find out is to sit down and talk to a financial advisor here at Madrona Financial Services. As Brian said earlier, many of the advisors are also CPAs, so you get the benefit of that tax advice. If you'd like a complimentary financial plan, a chance to sort of kick the tires here at Madrona Financial, sit down and ask your specific questions again. It's no cost to get your financial plan, your initial financial plan here. Just call 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A and request that plan. You can also do it online by visiting madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. Thanks for joining us. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about how four states filed a lawsuit claiming the state and local tax deduction cap is unconstitutional. The failure to overturn SALT deduction caps. All that and more when our show continues after this.
Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. What does prosperity mean to you? At Madrona Financial Services, we think it's about helping you feel confident about your future. It's more important to know where you're headed than where you've been. And we feel the same way about the funds that we invest in. At Madrona Financial Services, we believe in simplifying, securing, and streamlining your financial and retirement life. That's why our clients have one team managing investments, retirement, taxes, and their estate with an integrated strategy. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com to learn how you can make our team your team. It's a new kind of financial experience built for today with tomorrow in mind. We believe in your future and so should you. Get connected with your team today. Visit online at madronafinancial.com or call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for a free review. That's 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com. Simplify your life. Invest in your future. Prosper. A dip in the market like we've seen lately could cost you years of retirement income, and it's unnecessary. This is Brian Evans, President and CEO of Madrona Financial Services. Today we see how investments can erode based on events here and around the world. But there's no doubt that people with better plans will be far less affected. So here are the four don'ts about investing in times like these. Don't panic. Don't get hung up on talk of a correction. Don't think anyone knows what's going to happen next. And don't be complacent. Now here's your one do. Call Madrona Financial Services today, especially if you're at or near retirement. Our team specializes in retirement planning and can guide you to manage your risk no matter what's around the corner. Call us at 844-MADRONA. Our team will review your retirement plan in two one-hour meetings. It's quick, it's easy, and it just might add years of income to your retirement. Give us a call at 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona Bundle of Services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about a number of different topics, but we're going to start out by talking about salt. Okay, Brian, when you talk about salt, the first thing I think of is, you know, iodized, is this sea salt? What kind of salt are you talking about here? Strategic arms limitation talks? No, I'm talking about the state and local tax deduction ah. that got adjusted. But yeah, there's a lot of different acronyms for, for salt we could be talking about. But I think since this is called growing your wealth, we'll, we'll stick to that one. Right. We're not talking about desalinization of the water or anything like no. that. In this case, SALT stands for state and local taxes. Now, there's a cap on state and local taxes. I mean, insofar as the amount that you can deduct from your taxes, your federal taxes, and it was capped at $10,000. So what is the controversy here regarding these, let's call them salt talks? Yeah, the uh, salt talks certainly uh, happened. And basically, I think, you know, personally, I think this is Donald Trump saying, well, you guys really seriously didn't vote for me in New York and New Jersey and California. And well, here's what you get. And so I think uh, you really put it to him because there's a lot of people. And you think about it, if you live in New York and you have one of those expensive condos, 
I guarantee you that your property taxes are already way more than $10,000. You have the, what, the city tax there, the borough tax, true. the state tax. And if you're making real money there, which a lot of people are, your state and local tax deductions had been huge, a huge offset, all at the highest marginal rate, which was, you know, in the upper 30s for these folks. And so now all of a sudden, most of that's gone. And even, even they don't even get to deduct all of their property taxes, let on any of their income taxes, state and local income taxes. So it's it's a very significant hit for people in high income tax states. So the four states claim that the SALT cap is unconstitutional, and those states are Connecticut, Maryland, New Jersey, and New York. They filed a lawsuit to strike down the cap on state and local taxes back in July of 2018. So their attempt at overturning the tax uh, has been un- unsuccessful up till now. What do you think is going to come out of this? Oh, nothing, because uh, there's, you know, Congress is able to pass tax acts all the time that put ceilings and caps and floors and maxes and percentages and all kinds of things. There's phase outs, there's many deductions, there's alternative minimum tax. You just can't just say one of them is unconstitutional just because you don't like it because it affects you. Uh, then you got to write a new tax law. So I, I think they're just banging their head against the wall. But it's interesting that, you know, these states, they're really finding out that there's some some consequences to overtaxing. And now this was just kind of the, the capper for a lot of people. It's like, I'm getting taxed and getting taxed and getting taxed. I can't stand it. Now it's not even deductible anymore. They say, I'm, I'm fine. I'm out. And so you're seeing an exodus in most of these states, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, throwing Illinois. We're seeing uh, definitely the more wealthy people in those areas are moving out at a high, high clip down to the no-tax states like Texas and Florida. Yeah, and we're lucky here in Washington, too, that we do not have a state tax. But still, this is rather concerning back there in the Northeast, and we'll see what happens with this lawsuit against the SALT cap. Brian, let's talk a little bit about the presidential debates that we've seen on television. And this is kind of interesting because we have a lot of candidates who are talking about the tax situation and how we should be taxing the 1%. And, you know, I was thinking the deficit is such a large number that taxing 1% of the population a lot more really isn't going to do much to close the gap on that deficit. No, you know, it's funny. You know, a lot of people watch the debates. They get pretty fired up about things. They ask softball questions like, who was your favorite person growing up? And <laughs> I was talking to somebody. She said, I think they're going to play that, uh, let me tell you about my best friend. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, from back in the day, for those of you who remember that show. But, you know, I'm sitting there with my calculator going in my head the whole time going, how are you going to pay for that? How are you going to pay for that? Because mm-hmm. I kind of know some of the math. And finally, this last debate, they actually, some of them asked that question point blank. I remember uh, Harris was asking, you know, Warren that, and Warren, of course, wouldn't answer. And just yes or no, can you just answer this one question? Are you going to have to raise tax on the middle class? Well, everybody in the world knows she, she would have to, and she just will not say it. It was kind of funny watching the reactions there, but the reality is I just looked it up. Total gross earnings of all of Americans, all of them combined, is $17 trillion a year. The top 1% make up about $4 trillion of that number. And the proposals, and so we're already collecting, you know, 3 to $4 trillion a year. Call it $3 trillion a year, a year from this group. And so some, uh, which puts us a trillion short as it is. And so some of the proposals range from 4 to $10 trillion more. And so if you tax the top 1% at 70%, 
that would kind of raise about what we're raising now in total. And if we're adding four to 10 trillion more, you'd have to tax the rest of them, the 99%, probably 40% least just to get your number to work kind of in the middle of some of these proposals. And so right now they're really paying probably closer to about 10 to 12% after deductions and exemptions and all of that. So you probably have to triple their taxes to pay for the average proposal of the candidates up there. None of them want to say that, though. Well, we're in a historically low tax rate right now, and that begs the question, I mean, if we're in a low tax rate now, do I really want to get into investment vehicles that I defer the tax later on? Because it seems like if I defer it later on, it's going to be more. I'd probably rather pay it today while it's still low. Yeah, what I find shocking is uh, many people that I'm talking to have done a really good job with their uh, putting money away, have nice 401ks, real estate investments, maybe a business, a pension, whatever they have. And they find that their taxable income didn't really take a hit when they hit retirement. And now they're thinking, well, why should I defer into the future? And I always ask this at every seminar. Who in this room thinks income tax rates are going to be the same or lower in 10 years? And all I hear are crickets. Uh, Nobody thinks that. And so if we all think rates are going up, then we better know that now and and take some steps now. And so that my most recent Kiplinger article on the tax-free investment strategies, I talked about doing Roth conversions. I mean, why not volunteer money at 22% now, knowing that that's the last tax you'll ever pay on it or any of the growth? That sounds like a good deal if you think rates are going to be higher than 22 in the future or 24, whatever your bracket is. And so that's a great opportunity. So we are a CPA firm too, as I started out the show. That's our defining difference between us and every other financial planning firm out there is that our planners are CPAs and we have a CPA firm, a sister firm, Bauer Evans. And so we can run those tax calculations or Roth conversions. What would be the optimal amount? When should you take distributions from which accounts? Should you be contributing to Roth 401k instead of a traditional 401k? Maybe you should look at a fixed index universal life policy, a Delaware statutory trust, opportunity zone, whatever it is. We'll be able to talk the tax attributes to prevent us from just deferring money into the future when they could be a lot higher. Well, because we're in this low tax environment right now, does this dramatically alter your tax strategy plan when you're, you know, putting together investment portfolios for people? Because as you said, when you make a dollar before you spend it, there's the tax toll. The toll's not that much now, but it's going to be a little bit more in the future, or probably a lot more in the future. And previous to this, I mean, we were trying to minimize taxes in the future. So does that really affect the strategy that you use in that, you know, hey, let's just pay the taxes now because they're a lot lower rather than in the future? Well, it absolutely should, in my opinion. I mean, we should be running those calculations. We should be having those discussions. And because I think very little of that's done. And because frankly, again, if if you have a financial advisor right now, they could be awesome people, but probably a 99% chance that they're not legally able to give income tax advice because they are not CPAs. Even if they were one, I'd, I would suspect you'd want somebody that's been, you know, done that more than a decade and isn't just pass the test and then is practicing. So all of our advisors are plus 10 years on the CPA side before uh, they, they started doing the investment advisory. So we definitely have an advantage there to help our clients. Uh, that's a good advantage, really good advantage to help our clients talk about all these different options and available strategies and, and really get down to it and make a difference. And I think that that's, again, that's... That is our differentiator as a firm. If if there's one reason I'd say check us out, it would be that one. 
Well, Brian writes a lot of articles for Kiplinger's, the financial uh, firm there, the financial magazine, of course, the online version. If you want to find out more about taxes and Brian's opinion on that, simply search Kiplinger, Brian Evans, and I'm sure that you'll find that article. As Brian said, he is a certified public accountant. Many of the advisors here are as well, too. And it's really, really rare that you find the combination of a CPA and a personal financial specialist like they have here at Madrona Financial Services. So if you'd like to have both of those people on your team and you'd like a complimentary financial plan, it's very easy to get that. Call 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Get in, sit down, and talk to one of the advisors here at Madrona Financial. Ask your specific questions to find out whether or not Madrona Financial is a fit for you. Once again, it's 844-MADRONA. You can also request your complimentary plan online at madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking about five proven habits that keep the wealthy wealthy that you can learn from. All that and more when our show continues right after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Do you know how to provide a 30-year retirement plan with a 40-year career? The number of Americans who live to 100 will increase by 10 times in the next 30 years. The facts are, you could live longer than you thought. And the last thing you need is to run out of income when you need it the most. A plan that takes longevity into account increases the odds that you'll be financially able to do what you love with the people you love for the rest of your life. Call Madrona Financial Services now at 844-MADRONA. They'll work with you to help your 40-year career finance your next 30 or more years. The economy, our lifespans, and retirement have changed drastically since the time we entered the workforce. Have your retirement and tax strategies kept up? Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for a complete no-obligation retirement readiness review. Your retirement income plan should last as long as you do, and Madrona Financial Services can help you get there with a customized plan that suits you. Call right now for your retirement review at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. Hi, this is Brian Evans, president of Madrona Financial Services. As a CPA and wealth manager, I've had lots of clients who owned highly appreciated real estate, and when it was time to sell that property, they all ran into the same problem, a huge tax bill. Up to now, some of their own options were to either follow the strict requirements of a 1031 exchange for another property or pay the hefty tax on the gain. We have access to another option to help our clients. It's called a DST. With a DST, you can still receive the benefits of property ownership like passive income, but you won't be responsible for all the debt or management. And best of all, a DST may meet the qualifications for your 1031 exchange. Now you can potentially defer the tax hit on your highly appreciated property and still get the benefits of investing in real estate. Call us today at 844-MADRONA to learn more about our DST program or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about habits that successful wage earners have over the years. 
Brian, you've been a financial planner for a long period of time. You've dealt with a lot of high net worth individuals. What are some of the common things, first of all, about high net worth individuals that have gotten them there? You mean besides the fact they have an, an extra zero or two on their statements? <laughs> besides that, I think oh. there are some commonalities that oh, yeah. most successful or high net worth people have. And it's rather interesting in terms of their portfolio. I think you said, I think you told us once that real estate uh, with many of them has been a part of their portfolio. Yeah, a very common theme would be, I mean, they got there somehow. I mean, some people did the old fashioned way. They inherit it. Right. But uh, <laughs> most of us don't. Uh, we're a very first generation kind kind of wealthy group of people on the West Coast, certain Pacific Northwest, not a lot of old money here. They didn't have people here uh, in the 1800s right. that were making a lot of money. And so not a lot of family legacy money. So most of us first generation people made it either from their job or their business or they made it from real estate. So that's kind of how they made it. Generally, when we're talking about those kinds of jobs, these are people that refuse to settle for jobs that don't have a lot of income potential. They don't settle for businesses that don't. And I'm not saying, I am not saying that you have to make money to be happy. In fact, very often it has a reverse correlation. (laughs) So we have to be careful about that, but I'm talking about getting to the point where you're secure. Most people would probably agree there's a certain amount of money you got to make to get to security, and that's always a good thing. Above that, uh, it's not necessarily a good thing. It doesn't necessarily change your life for the better, but if that's what you want to do, then don't settle for a job or a business that uh, has limited income potential. That's right. If you're working at a job right now where you're just getting a straight salary and maybe they begrudgingly give you a 2% raise every year, and that salary is really not that much. You don't have a lot of hope of becoming a wealthy individual. You really got to do some things on the outside. You got to sort of think out of the box. We've talked before about becoming an entrepreneur. Is that something that you find as a vocation that a lot of your high net worth earners have? Yeah. And, you know, remember, if you become an entrepreneur, you often uh, start sleeping like a baby at night. (laughs) You wake up every two hours screaming and crying, you know, and so there is risk to being an entrepreneur. It is not easy. Most businesses fail. And you want to talk about uh, having a lack of financial uh, success, uh, try starting a business, putting a whole bunch of money into it and then failing. There's no better way to go backwards. I can't tell you how many times I drive by a strip mall and I see something go in there and I just shake my head. Is really, how are you going to make it selling power lifting supplies in a strip mall right. in Bothell and, you know, or whatever that business is? And sure enough, they go out of business. There's just not enough customers. They didn't read the entrepreneur's wheel that I wrote uh, years ago, I guess, and follow that. But yeah, that's, be careful with that. I mean, just because you think you have a good idea, sometimes that's the easiest way to take away your security instead of provide more of it. So entrepreneurship is one way that people make a lot of money, but as you said, it is very risky. You have to know what you're doing and you really have to take a cold, hard look at uh, you know what's going to work out there versus what you like to do. And as we've said in the past, there are a lot of people who are good technicians. They may bake a great apple pie, but they don't know anything about running a business. And I think running a business or having those skills is more important than baking a good apple pie. So let's talk about some of the other attributes of high net worth earners. They tend to create some short-term and long-term goals, don't they? They're goal-oriented. Definitely goal-oriented. You got to have so many goals and you got to be motivated towards those goals. They got to be ones that you believe in that someone else didn't tell you about. 
And again, I'm not just talking about a financial goal. There's all kinds of goals. Certainly, bigger firms, when they measure their performance of their people, it's not just about whether the department made money or not. I mean, they have all kinds of goals that they measure. But it's it's about planning, setting a goal, and achieving a goal, whatever that goal is. And they tend to follow through. And so uh, I would say, you know, that you can say that for college too, or or being an, an athlete or whatever. You probably set some short and long-term goals and stuck to it. And also, I think, you know, having a plan, if you just go along in life and in your business and you just sort of take every day at a time as it comes, probably not as effective way to achieve high net worth than if you have a plan and you work that plan, you have somebody to help you put that plan together. Yeah. And especially uh, if we look at a business or something like that, uh, you can say, well, I plan to make a lot of money. Well, that's great. How are your costs doing relative to your income? It's like, oh, I don't know. I I don't have any good financials. Well, then how can you plan? Uh, How can you make adjustments on the fly? How can you even know what to fix and what not to fix and what to do more of or less of? So that's where, you know, having uh, financial planning, accounting, whatever it is, looking at the numbers. I mean, that's that's certainly one place I that's kind of my thing. and, And so make sure you have good numbers. And I think some people may object to this a little bit, but I'll put it out there anyway. I've always said that I don't believe in the power of positive thinking because I think you can think positive all you want. But if you don't do something, nothing's going to happen. Success is not a state of mind. Success is a state of action. I guess instead of the power of positive thinking, we should call it the power of positive doing. Exactly. You can think all you want, but if you don't do something, nothing's going to happen. And a lot of people are afraid to do something because they're afraid that they're going to make a mistake. Now, when you began Madrona Financial Services and Valerie Evans CPAs, I mean, in your career, have you made mistakes along the way or did everything just go smoothly? <laughs> I'm not even going to answer that one. Okay. Of course, I, I know. I'm, I'm teasing as I'm laughing. It's we know like, the answer. Uh, there's so many. I can write a book and, you know, it might be 20 chapters and 12 of them are, are on my successes and eight of them will be on my failures. I'm just glad I'm up four. It's kind of like the, right, right. the turnover ratio for an NFL team. You know, you want to be up a couple and over the course of the year, that's the most important stat that you're plus 12 in the turnover department over a course of 16 games. That could be the difference <laughs> in your season. I think that's a pretty good analogy uh, for success and failure. Yeah, I think early on, didn't you tell me something about having a coffee stand? or a business or something. Oh, I, Mr. Mocha. Mr. Yeah. Mocha. I thought no, it was Mocha Joe. That would be it, one of the eight chapters <laughs> <laughs> that didn't go well for okay. me. <laughs> so you like to drink coffee. You thought Mr. Mocha would be cool, but then yeah. you didn't quite realize there were these other little firms around called Starbucks and things like that. Too. Yeah, that was before they really took <laughs> off. And I, you know, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm on the bottom floor here. And yeah, no, that was not one of my fi- finer ideas, nor was ProServe Mortgage right. or some of the other things I've come up with. Good ideas is this. It wasn't my thing. Basically, the common theme there was they were outside of my lane and I need to stay in my lane. Well, you weren't afraid to try things, and that's very important. Even if you're going to fail at them, I think you probably did learn a lot even from your failures, didn't you? Oh, absolutely I did. And I look at them that way, and I, you know, people say, oh, you bummed out that thing didn't work? I'm like, no, I'm excited. And they're like, what are you talking about? You're weird. I said, no, I'm excited because every time I have a failure, it's kind of a predecessor for something similar but different. And this time, I'll know where the mistakes were made. And usually I'm able to cut them off quick enough to where I go, okay, that marketing plan didn't work or that whatever it was didn't work. But the next time through, I'm going to have some wisdom that I didn't have the first time through. 
We're talking about the attributes of high net worth people and people who earn six figures and more. And as we were discussing off the air, Brian, I mean, six figures, earning six figures today is not like it was, let's say, 10, 20 years ago. You can earn $250,000, but if you spend $250,000, I mean, it's not what you earn, it's what you keep. Yeah, it is what you keep. And, and you know, again, I'll reiterate, I've, I know a whole bunch more happy, super happy people making 50 grand a year. And I know a whole bunch of people making 250 that are completely completely miserable or uh, two and a half million that are exceedingly miserable. And so it's it's not necessarily a measure of, of how good your life is going to be or not. But you know, hey, this show is called Growing Your Wealth. So let's, we'll have to agree to some level that having more money is better than having less money. Brian, another attribute of high net worth individuals. And I know that you do this too. You just never stop learning, do you? Well, that's a big one. That one's huge because if you don't stop learning, then you're you're going to see new opportunities. And the good thing about opportunities as years go by is you might have some wisdom behind the knowledge and the opportunity. So putting those three together, you might be onto something. And so I've never stopped learning. Even doing this show forces me to have thoughts and opinions and ideas because I can't come here with nothing every week. I mean, we've had, I don't know, 200 and how many shows now? About 237. Oh, about 237 <laughs> hours of material. Right. You know, I, I can't come here, you know, I can't uh, take, you know, four ideas. It takes me 12 minutes to say and, and do it uh, for 237 hours and make it uh, be good radio. I mean, I, I just can't. So I'm constantly learning and, and paying attention to things and listening. Obviously, listening is almost important important is talking, but listening and learning about different things so I can bring them to people here so that someone actually want to turn this thing on and listen to me instead of uh, just going, you know, you've been saying the same thing for 237 hours now. I, I'm getting a little bored with you, Brian. That's right. Never stop learning. I mean, in the beginning, we talked about a lot of different things, but we're talking about a lot of other things now than we did in the beginning because, you know, the show has evolved and your knowledge base has evolved. I mean, in the beginning, we didn't talk about Delaware Statutory Trust and 1031 exchanges and opportunity zones and all that sort of thing, too. So a very good advice here Brian is giving you is never stop learning. Well, those are some of the attributes of high net worth earners here on Growing Your Wealth. If you want more information about anything that we've talked about on the show, once again, the show is available as a podcast. Just search Growing Your Wealth wherever you get your podcast shows, or you can simply say, hey, Google, play Growing Your Wealth. Well, once again, Brian, we're out of time for this week. Before we go, I want to thank everyone for listening to us today. The executive producer of Growing Your Wealth is John Capuano. Our director of program operations is the cookie monster, Greg Dinitz. Our show is produced by the lovely, talented, and dangerous six-degree black belt, our Swedish princess, Stephanie Schoblum. Christy Parmenter is our associate producer. Laura McLaughlin, our slave to fashion, is our content supervisor. Josh Toy is our technical editor. And Superboy Pete Gustin is our announcer. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great Saturday. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. A dip in the market like we've seen lately could cost you years of retirement income and it's unnecessary. This is Brian Evans, President and CEO of Madrona Financial Services. Today we see how investments can erode based on events here and around the world, but there's no doubt that people with better plans will be far less affected. So here are the four don'ts about investing in times like these. Don't panic. Don't get hung up on talk of a correction. Don't think anyone knows what's going to happen next. And don't be complacent. Now here's your one do. Call Madrona Financial Services today, especially if you're at or near retirement. Our team specializes in retirement planning and can guide you to manage your risk no matter what's around the corner. 
call us at 844-MADRONA. Our team will review your retirement plan in two one-hour meetings. It's quick, it's easy, and it just might add years of income to your retirement. Give us a call at 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com. You own highly appreciated real estate and have decided to sell. You may be faced with limited options that could result in a substantial tax bill. Now, there may be another option. It's called a DST, and it can offer the benefits of real estate ownership without all of the baggage. Brian Evans and his team at Madrona Financial Services are available to see if a DST could be right for you. Call 844-MADRONA to learn if you can invest in real estate without the hassles of being a landlord. You won't be responsible for the debt or management, yet you may still receive passive income. Best of all, the DST program offers a ready-made solution that may satisfy your 1031 exchange requirements, which could provide full tax deferral on the sale of your investment property. Call the team at Madrona Financial Services right now at 844-MADRONA to learn more about DSTs and if they are right for you. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. At Madrona Financial Services, we help people finance their retirement so they can spend their time living life instead of worrying about it. The fact of the matter is, your portfolio will likely need to last about 30 years or more, and the sooner you do something about it, the better off you can be. So if you're not 100% sure that your plan is rock solid, call us today at 844-MADRONA for a review. It's super easy. We'll ask you a bunch of questions to find out what's most important in your life and what makes you happy. Next, we'll review your current plan, and then our team will strategize on ways to make your portfolio, your tax strategy, your use of Social Security, and an estate plan better suited for you. At Madrona Financial Services, we want your retirement to be about living life, and we'll sweat the small stuff for you. Call us today for your free review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us at madronafinancial.com. 